This hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is sponsored by our good friends at Baylor Scott & White Health and by the My BSW Health app. It's designed to help busy folks like us manage our health care our way. And now, here's Neil. All right. Thank you very much, Stuby, and welcome to our second hour this, uh, this morning. And uh, sponsored by Baylor Scott & White Health, I think Stuby just told you that. So there you go. And we start with our SPCA of Texas Pet of the Week, and then we go to Richard in Comanche. And by the way, we have two open lines right now. We've had uh, yet another defection, so that happens, I understand. I'll get to you really quickly, though, if you'll call 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Call now, 800-288-9227. We are live on this Sunday morning. Today's SPCA of Texas dog is Cooler. Cooler is a handsome three-and-a-half-year-old hound mix with striking ice-blue eyes, a white coat, and big floppy ears with patches of gray. He wasn't in the best of shape when Cooler came to the SPCA of Texas, but with lots of love and care, he's now ready to find his forever home. Cooler has been in a foster home where he got Let me get this lined up so I can read it better. Having some eye problems this morning, apparently, where he got along with a small dog and cat. He doesn't mind seeing other dogs on his walks, but he can be a little shy around small kids. So Cooler would do best in a home with children five years and older. Cooler is sweet and gentle around people he meets. He would love to cuddle up on the couch with his humans for some rest and relaxation. If you're looking for a laid-back pup to join your family, he is the one for you and those ice-blue eyes. That'll get you. And right now, all dogs and cats six months and older, including Cooler, are just $25 to adopt at the SPCA of Texas, Dallas, and Ellis locations. Cooler is waiting to meet you at SPCA of Texas, Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center. Just like all the pets at the SPCA of Texas, Cooler has been neutered, microchipped, He's had all of his age-appropriate vaccinations. He will be waiting for his new forever family at the SPCA of Texas, Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center at 2400 Lone Star Drive at I-30 West of Hampton Road. The Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center is open for adoptions every day from noon until 6. Animals are available by walk-in on a first-come, first-served basis. Appointments are also available for select animals. They invite you to browse the SPCA of Texas available animals, including Cooler, at spca.org slash findapet. And visit spca.org slash dogadopt to inquire about a dog or spca.org slash cat adopt to inquire about a cat that's spca.org slash find a pet you're looking for cooler cooler is that great three and a half year old hound mix very loving uh, a very loyal dog with the white coat and big floppy ears and those ice blue eyes so thank you to the spca of texas and that is sponsored by the same people who sponsor this entire hour that's baylor scott and white health GetBetterTexas.com. Here's a very important message for you from Baylor Scott and White Health. It's about a new app that lets you manage your health care your way so you can keep yourself and your family in tip-top shape. It's the MyBSW Health app, and it helps you schedule appointments, get test results, message your doctors, even handle care for others in your family, all on your schedule and from wherever you are. All you have to do is text the word BETTER to 88408 to download it on your iPhone or Android device. That's BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408. It's just another reason to do what the spirits have been doing for many years, and that is saying thank you to Baylor Scott & White Health. Text BETTER to 88408. Warmer temperatures are here, and there's no better time to tend to the garden and your health. The MyBSW Health app from Baylor Scott & White Health helps you manage your health care from anywhere. And you don't even need a green thumb to download it. Text BETTER to 88408 to get it now. And now, back to Neil. All right, Stewie, thank you very much. And finally, Richard from Comanche is on the air with me. Richard, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. I had uh, a bunch of cedars chewed up and, and 
eliminated. But I've got a bunch of stumps coming up. Uh, is Do you have any idea, <clears throat> excuse me, what I could spray them with to kill them, and when would be the best time to do that? You know, I've never been asked that question before. Normally, when a red cedar is cut, and especially if the stump is ground, it doesn't come back. It's really unusual. This is eastern red cedars. Uh, or or the, the, the native, whatever it is, ash juniper or whatever it is. Where, yes, where, sir, I think it's called a juniper. Yeah, and that's and that's right. Um, it's my luck that they came back. Yeah, you're a lucky guy. Um <laughs> Your farm supply store will have some brush killers that will kill those. It can be sprayed directly onto the stumps. They are not a broadleaf plant. And so I don't know. You know, that's, that's a really good question. I think that, I think the brush killers will take care of them pretty well. Uh, how, how fresh are the, are the, uh, cuts to the, no, probably not very fresh, are they, to the stumps? Uh, no, they're coming right up out of the stump. No, I know, but, but when was the work done on the stumps? Oh, uh, I'm going to say maybe two months ago. Okay, that's fairly fresh. Yeah. How many are involved? Hundreds? Hundreds. <laughs> yeah. Um... Talk to your farm supply store. They're going to be a better, I, I don't get into that field of of agriculture as much as i do urban horticulture that was i i gotta confess that was exactly what my dad did for texas a&m that exact kind of work and i I, as a kid i went around with him a great deal and it was my job to put uh, herbicides on stumps uh, as a test to see how well that would get rid of poisonous plants but he never did any of the junipers Uh, he was doing texas mountain laurel he was doing uh, just a lot of other poisonous plants um but the the one thing i will tell you is that if the tissue the the trunk tissue is fresh if it's been macerated with an axe or with a grinder and you're dealing with fresh tissue pouring the material onto the fresh cut stump is going to work better than if it's been sitting there air drying for two months and so if there's okay. a way to go back in there and and apply it that way but let the farm supply dealer they 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 deal with this all the time, and they're going to be a much better expert than I will or your uh, county extension office. They will have okay. much better advice. I'm going to defer to them. They're going to be smarter than I am on this one. Okay. Well, I'll probably call the county extension agent. Sure. Sure. That'll work. That'll work. All and right, they can yeah. help you a lot more. And I'm sorry I couldn't. It's just not, not in my wheelhouse. So, well, thank that, you. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, either. Richard. Yeah. Thank you so much. Good luck with it. Appreciate the call. We'll go to Scott in Arlington with a soapberry question in just a moment. Let me tell you about Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. Have a, a driveway lined with uh, soapberry trees as one of the uh, chapter uh, pages, the lead page to my tree chapter. Uh, I like soapberry trees a great deal. This is uh, my uh, book that I wrote as your go-to garden reference. I hope it is. It's self-published, so I could finally have the book I always wanted to be able to hand to you and say, this is the best work I've done in my career. covers all the topics of outdoor gardening for all parts of Texas. As I wrote it, I had to think about southeast Texas, about southwest Texas, where it's quite dry. Southeast Texas gets uh, 65 or 70 inches of rain a year. Southwest uh, uh, Texas averages 15 year, uh, inches per year. Parts of Texas average seven or eight inches a year. Had to think about all of that as I wrote the book. Uh, lawns, uh, landscapes, lawns, annuals, perennials, fruit and vegetables, it's all covered in the book. Chapter 2, I'm especially happy with because people tell me that chapter alone pays for the book. It's a 48-page calendar, four pages per month, telling you everything that needs to be planted, pruned, fertilized, and protected in that month. I've never put that into any of the books I've written before, any of the other four. 344 pages. It's a hardback, 840 of my best photos, printed in San Antonio, not overseas. It's not in stores. It's not on Amazon. I sign every copy as it sells, and your satisfaction is guaranteed fully, or I'll refund every penny you spend on it. Now, with 67,000 books sold already, not one request for a refund. The book is only $36.95 plus tax and postage. 
and uh, I'll sign tonight and tomorrow, and we'll get them in the mail by midweek at the very latest. And uh, so I hope you'll order it right away. You order it either from my website or by calling my office. The website is the better way, but the office number, if you want to call between 9 and 5, uh, Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. And the website, the better way, is at Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. This book is in no way similar to the old cowboy boot book that's now 30 years old. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening from neilsperry.com. Hello friends, this is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Thank you, Pastor Tommy. Go to sharingtheheart.org, the website. Everything is kind of hubbed around the website. Tommy's uh, uh, service at 10.05 live streams at sharingtheheart.org, and that is how my family joins uh, to, uh, to worship together. And sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, downtown McKinney. I'm pleased to be able to provide that 30-second uh, advertising for the church. It's a wonderful church. Let me tell you about Wortham Brothers Roofing Company right now. They're pretty wonderful themselves. We have a Wortham Brothers roof on our home, and we're really happy with fall rolling in. Uh, there are going to be some rainy days, and it's going to be nice to have a Wortham Brothers roof on our home. You can reach them at 972-562-5788. WBRoofing.com. Wortham Brothers. You can't put anything better over your a house. Texas premier roofing contractor since 1986 with the experience of tens of thousands of roofs installed. They do all kinds of roofs, composition, clay and concrete tile, metal, slate, they do it all. We had dinner with some friends of ours about 10 days ago and he has several commercial building investments and he was telling me he was putting new roofs on two of them. And I said, who do you use? He said, I use Wortham Brothers, have for years. I said, funniest thing. I advertise for them, have for years. And uh, and we have two roofs done by Ruth, uh, Wortham Brothers, and uh, really pleased with that. Our, our roof at our home, we are really pleased with that. The continuous ridge vents that they put on uh, our roof, they, I didn't know anything about them. I'm the last guy to find some things out. And, uh, boy, that has saved us a lot on our summer utility bills. And uh, couldn't be happier. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. If you're having uh, uh, thoughts of selling your home, have your roof inspected before you put it on the market. If you're changing insurance carriers, have your roof inspected before you uh, before you change carriers. This is the company that is built on integrity, quality, and innovation. This is the company that I'm proud to recommend. This is the company that has been on my roof and replaced our roof. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, best it gets, 972-562-5788, wbroofing.com, Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. This is the perfect time to get outside and get our plants and ourselves in tip-top shape. Freshen up your health care routine with the MyBSW Health app from Baylor Scott & White Health. Download it now to manage all your health care from anywhere, even from the garden. Once again, here's Neil. All right, Stuby, thank you very much. We go back to the phone lines to Scott in Arlington. Scott, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Hey, I have a quick question for you on the soap berries. So in uh, February, when the freeze, the freeze mageddon or whatever you want to call it, um, my soap berries had just started uh, basically budding. And so what happened then was all of a sudden, um, when the freeze hit, it killed all the buds. And the ends of all the trees basically died out. <clears throat> now, the tree didn't die, um, and most of the branches that were there that were budding have actually re-sprouted, you know, farther down the line. Mm -hmm. um, my question is, is 
do I just need to prune off that that part that kind of got nipped or because it just uh, it basically it's where the buds were and all that type of stuff all those ends they haven't really produced anything um yes those need to come off they're not they're not going to bud out if they haven't by now how long are they how much wood is involved uh it just depends um i kind of just let it go to just see how it would you know how they would handle it or what they would do or if they would sprout out at kind of the ends um, it can be anything from, I've got some that are five feet long. I've got some that are three feet long. I've got a couple that are probably just, you know, there's a new sprout a foot back. So yeah. it does need to be pruned. How, okay. how far off the ground are these? Uh, <laughs> as you know, soap berries are extremely fast growers, <laughs> mm-hmm. or at least mine is. Um, it's only about a seven year old tree and it's about 35 feet tall already. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you may and have to get uh, a professional out to do that then, but yes, yeah, they need to I'm, be pruned. It will, they will eventually break and fall off. But the problem with that is that you'll have jagged ends and the, um, and the, and decay will set in. It won't heal properly. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of my biggest thing is just to figure out what I have to do on those. So, um, and the biggest thing is the sum of it, it's, you know, it is starting to sprout out almost you know to the end of that so mm-hmm. and i've got some long pruners and i i've got access to a lift if i need be so i may do it but i may just go ahead and i've got a friend that's a, a tree trimmer i have one other question your other caller kind of sprouted i have two when we bought our house they had kind of let two holly bushes go <laughs> and i have a two-story house and those bushes are as tall as my two-story house wow or were, I keep trimming them back and they just keep growing. So they have about, I know one has got probably a, a 15, 16 inch base trunk mm-hmm. and the other one's probably about a 10 or 12 inch base trunk. And this fall, I'm going to go ahead and, and just cut them down to the, to the end. Um, what, again, it's a holly, so they will do everything else to stay alive. What, what would be the best thing to more or less kill that root system? All right, and you're convinced that there's no way to reshape them and, and keep them in, in bounds. And two-story house is a lot of room to work with. How close are they to the house? Uh, about a foot and a half. <laughs> oh, my, my. Uh, the best way to kill any uh, tree, uh, be it a holly or an oak or a hackberry or cottonwood, would be to cut it to the ground and drill into the stump and uh, then pour a broadleafed weed killer into the reservoir that you make when you drill into the stump. And if you have a 10 or 12 inch diameter stump, or it may even be wider than that when it, when it deltas into the, into the ground, um, you'd, you'd drill several holes, um, just fill them with the broadleafed weed killer and it will kill it and, and it'll be taken out through the roots to kill the roots as well. And uh, then it will decay over a period of time. You can right. either do that or you can have somebody remove it and then uh, uh, then have it ground out. But I think that close to the house probably would be better to do what I described. I'm sorry yeah, you have to would... do that. You can, you, can, you can reshape an overgrown holly very easily, but not if it's that close to the house. Yeah, and I, to be honest with you, we want to totally redo that whole area. It's kind, sure. of a, it's, it's kind of an open area that's it's about 10 feet um, to our drive, we have a, a pull-in drive where it's mm-hmm. like an L shape. It's side entry drive or garage, and so that's what I'm trying to do is get rid of that and actually make it more of a, a feature piece and sure, actually more of like a little garden sitting area and that type of thing. So, well, I think you yeah. can do that. Yeah. All right. Well, good yeah. luck with it. Take right, care. Thank, thank you, you Scott. Uh, you bet. Bye. Thank you. All right. Let me go to Gene in Cook County. Gene, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, sir. Yes, I've I've already put some pomegranate bushes in my yard, and uh, and I expected them to produce, but they don't produce anything. How do I how do I raise pomegranates in my yard? In my yard, you know, it's not always easy as far uh, east as we are, Gene, and as far north as you are. Um, pomegranates are a little bit tender in our area, and you're at the north end of of the broadcast area. Uh, Cook County, for folks who don't know, is right on the Red River, and and it gets pretty cold in Cook County. Uh, After this winter, I'm surprised you have any pomegranate plants left. 
Um, and, and the farther east you go in Texas, the harder it is to grow pomegranates. They split open if they do bear fruit. Um, they're, they're really better adapted out towards San Angelo and west from there, which is not exactly oh. what you want to hear. You don't see a lot of people growing really great pomegranates in the, in the I-35 corridor. But uh, the, the main thing would be full sun, uh, good uh, air circulation around them, good drainage. They, uh, they like moisture, but they don't want to be in really wet, heavy soil. So you have to hit that uh, in-between area. And then you just hope that you don't get a record-setting winter like we had in February and, and uh, that would uh, do serious damage to them. Okay. So is there any particular variety that you should grow? Yeah, the old variety is called Wonderful, and it's uh, been around a good while. And I don't remember the Russian varieties. There are three or four of them. I have them in my in my book, and, and Walmart Nursery in Dileon sells them. Uh, I'll let you do that research, um, oh. and I can I can also do it during the newscast. I have my book uh, alongside me here. I'll look it up. But there are three or four varieties that have been bred uh, uh, for uh, good color and a little sweeter flavor. Uh, but like I say, Womack Nursery, uh, W-O-M-A-C-K, in D. Leon, okay. D-E, capital L-E-O-N, they uh, they sell them, They and, and Texas A&M recommends them. There is a very good fact sheet. In fact, I'm going to refer you to that. That's where you need to go. Uh, the fact sheet from Texas A&M, if you look up Aggie Horticulture, uh, let me, I can do that right now because I keep that bookmarked on my laptop here. Uh, let me have just a moment. And I will get that for you. It's an easy find for me. I just need a new window so I don't mess up my call screen window here. I keep the fruit and nut resources and pomegranates. I'll give you the the fact sheet number is E-613. And they list those varieties. Okay. You remember uh, uh, Walmart Nursery in DeLeon. And yes. uh, they will they will uh, sell to you, and you'll see when you, <laughs> you. I'm looking at the variety names now, and when I try to say Salavatsky, and uh, Sumbar and Surinon, uh, Surinor, and and there's wonderful. I can pronounce that one. Spanish sweet I can handle. Russian eighteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll, you'll see about seven or eight varieties. They are going to, and they say good cold hardiness, cold hardy, some things of that sort. Um, and so you'll see the reason that those are, are highly recommended. They're just not common in nursery trade. Womacks will have them before anybody else will probably. But that will give you some you can search for. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. It's a good exercise in my brain power. All right, Keith and Carrollton, you'll be coming up next with the St. Augustine question. Folks, if you'd like to call, we'd love to hear from you. We have two open lines, 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Call right now, won't you please? 800-288-9227. Arborological Services, the leaders in the tree service industry. With three Arborists of the Year for the state of Texas, Steve Hauser, Russell Peters, and Kevin Bassett in that order. These are men who were identified as being the best Arborists in the state for the year in which they won the award. They are fabulous experts on tree care. Don't be asking them about your St. Augustine questions. They might happen to know they're they're avid horticulturists, but that's not their specialty. Their specialty is to know more about trees than anybody else in the state of Texas, and they do. They have uh, 12 International Society of Arboriculture, ISA, 12 ISA certified arborists. That is what you want. There are a lot of companies that don't have any. And uh, that's what you want. You know, something else that I, I have pointed out to you a time or two. I noticed one day that the uh, the trucks that come to our house, uh, and, and they're the only people who will ever touch our trees. I noticed one day that they never have ladders. And I said to Steve Hauser, the owner of the company, Steve, you guys don't carry ladders on their trucks. He said, Neil, we don't have any ladders. And the reason for that is that if I have to hire somebody who needs a ladder, I don't want that person because that means that they, they aren't safe doing the rope climbs and it's just fun to watch these men and women operate on the ropes they are so skilled so strong and they know their business from complete tree maintenance 
to fertilizing, pruning, cabling, and bracing, insect and disease control, and consultation, and damage assessment and appraisal, and specialty things like lightning arrest. And uh, if you have uh, a tree that uh, just has some kind of heroic problem and needs to be saved because it's a historic tree, these are the people to call the best in the business, Arborological Services. They just were at our home day before yesterday doing some fabulous work like they always do. 866-552-7267. That's 866-552-7267. Oh, and I didn't mention an 11-time Texas State tree climbing champion, Miguel Pastanez. He leads the crew that comes to our house. I'm pretty proud of Miguel. 866-552-7267. On the web, it's arborological.com. Get social with us. Like WBAP on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WBAP 24-7 News. Wherever you want us, whenever you want us. News Talk 820. WBAP. WBAP WBAP.com. I spend a day and a half of each week preparing eGardens, my free electronic newsletter. It comes from my computer directly to your email every Thursday evening about 6. We have 77,000 people signed up for it. I think we'll hit 80,000 probably in the next couple of months, and we'd love to have you on that list. It is free and always will be. I never spam you. I'm not going to send you any oddball email that says, hey, by the way, since you subscribe to eGardens, you thought you'd like to know about this free getaway vacation. No, I don't do that. It, it just, you get eGardens. That's it. You get eGardens. And uh, it always has five stories. One of those stories will always be a uh, featured question of the week. One of those stories will always be a, a featured plant of the week. And one of those stories will always be gardening this weekend, where I outline the most important 10 or 15 uh, tasks for that weekend. That's Neil Sperry's eGardens. You sign up for it at my website at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. That's eGardens at neilsperry.com. You go there, you can see the most recent issue, and that's where you sign up at N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. <laughs> 99 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now on WBAP. And WBAP.com. Hurricane Ida will reach New Orleans within a few hours. I'm Dennis Martin at the WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com. WBAP first traffic and weather. On the ones. Emergency responders in Mesquite still dealing with a disabled vehicle blocking the number one lane of eastbound I-30 at Northwest Drive. Constructions close the number one lane of northbound 35W between Luella Street and Highway 121. For WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast. It's going to be sunny, warm, muggy today with a stray shower or storm possible. Not likely, but possible. High temperature 92. Monday, mostly sunny again with a possible stray shower or storm. Tomorrow's high 93. Right now, lots of clouds, 79 degrees. Hurricane Ida has intensified to a dangerous Category 4 storm the possibility it could become a Category 5 before it reaches New Orleans later today. Winds have come up to 150 miles an hour. If it gets to 157, that's a Cat 5. It's not out of the question. We still have a few more hours here over really, really warm water. So it's getting very close to the coast. We're talking now about a storm surge in the worst case of around 11 to 16 feet of additional water coming on shore that will wipe out everything in its path. Storm surge is going to go very far inland as well. And because the storm is strengthened, that increases all of the threats all along the coast. So it increases the storm surge. It's going to be coming in towards the New Orleans area. It tests the levees worse than we're thinking it was. Fox Weather's Rick Reichmuth says Louisiana officials have assured residents the levee and drainage system in New Orleans has been updated and strengthened since Hurricane Katrina exactly 16 years ago today. The often heated debate over whether returning students should wear masks in their classrooms has moved from school boards to courtrooms. In at least 14 states, including Texas, Lawsuits have been filed either for or against masks in schools. 
From the WBAP 24-7 News Desk, I'm Dennis Martin. Next update at 10 o'clock. Meanwhile, 24-7 News coverage is right there when you want it at WBAP.com. All right, Dennis, thank you very much. When people think of Mueller, they think of quality steel buildings and durable metal roofing. And that's good. Those are all uh, true. But that name Mueller means so much more. means you'll have a product manufactured by Mueller, including in-house engineers, to help design the building of your dreams. And it means you'll have a company in business for more than 90 years, standing behind your warranty. It also means you get tons of added value, like roofing site visits, forklift delivery, and a Mueller assurance team to help you along the way. And Mueller is on the cutting edge, designing and manufacturing new products like their greenhouses and standing seam roofing panels. To find out more about Mueller products, go to MuellerInc.com. M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. Or stop by one of their 33 locations. That's MuellerInc.com because Mueller truly does mean more. Your latest news, traffic, and weather. Constant need for information. All you have to do is ask. Alexa, open WBAP. Since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been leaders across the Metroplex, turning landscaping dreams into reality. These folks are fabulous, nice people. The phone number is 817-429-0822. You can call for directions. They're Monday through Saturday, by the way, at 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth. This is a 22-acre stone yard. If you've been to stone yards where the weeds are up to your eyeballs, not here, not at Whiskey Stone, the largest hardscape selection in Texas, including natural stone for building and landscaping projects. They have a stone for every project. Take photos of what you're trying to do. If you have samples of uh, photos of, of landscapes that you really liked and you're trying to emulate those, take photos of them. Take measurements of what you need. And for example, if you're trying to put a retaining wall in, take photos of that part of your yard. Or take photos of where you want the patio to be. And take measurements, very accurate measurements. They will help you determine what kind of stone is best and how much of that stone you need. They also have landscape boulders for decorative use. Maybe you're building a fountain. Uh, they have uh, river rock. If you're trying to do decorative river rock for a dry stream bed or for edging. And they have decorative gravel. Oh, they have everything. Whiskey Stone, leaders in hardscape and landscaping supplies, helping build the lifestyle of your dreams. Again, the contact information, Stone W-H-I-Z-Q.com, 817-429-0822. And again, 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth, open six days a week, closed on Sundays. It's Whiskey Stone. Temperatures are rising, and so are those pesky pollen counts. So get a handle on your family's allergies sooner rather than later. Find a doc or schedule an appointment with the MyBSW Health app from Baylor Scott & White Health. To download yours, text the word BETTER to 88408. And now, back to Neil. All right, Snoopy, thank you very, very much. Let's go back to the phone line. Somebody just dropped. Oh, that's no good. It would have been Chuck. Chuck and... North Dallas with a fig question. Rats. I was looking forward to that one. Chuck, call me back if your phone just uh, gave out. We'll get you on. Keith and Carrollton, this is Neil. Thanks for waiting. Well, thank you for your passion for, for everything you share with us out yes. here. Uh, I, I have a question. I've got some St. Augustine, and I'm getting some brown spots in the front yard. And I know you talked with Hal Jay and Brian on Friday about treatment of this and i can't remember what you said but, yeah, but that was for bermuda grass that was for bermuda oh, and that was army worms okay was, then we've solved they, that problem with for those people who have bermuda yeah, we but did st augustine is yeah it chinch yeah it's probably chinch bugs is it in okay. full sun yes it is yeah that'd be chinch bugs so uh sunbathing in my yard right yeah okay. that's right enjoying life you can probably uh, still see them if you'll go out and um I'd go out in the afternoon. It. Say it again, please. Well, I've, I've seen them before. I cut a hole 
through a plastic cup and set it down on side and over it, and I was able to see a, all of them, and I went, yeah. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, no, I, if you want to do it that way, that certainly works. That's a lot more work than you have to go to. Uh, you get down on your hands and knees and just part the grass like you were looking for fleas on a dog's in, in among dog's hair, and okay. uh, you'll see them that way. Uh, whoever dreamed up the idea of uh, taking a tin can, cutting the bottom out and pushing it into the soil, had better soil than I have. I've never been able to do that even in sandy soil. Because you well, have runners. That was only for viewing. So. I guess, yeah, that made good <laughs> graphics, but it certainly isn't very practical. But you can see them easily. They're black. They're, uh, as you know, they're a little bigger than the pinhead and smaller than the BB, and they have white diamonds right. on their backs. Yes, sir. I'll bet. I'll bet that's what you have, and and there are lots of good insecticides labeled for chinch bugs. Okay, I do have a question for you. Um, Arizona ash took a pretty hard hit this year with the freeze. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the tops are, uh, I do a little tree trim. Well, I've done it for a long time. Uh, I was taught by my grandfather. So I do this not full time, but a lot of Arizona ashes tops are struggled. Um, are what's your thought? And, and I've told people, look, cut off all the sucklings cause it's getting all the nutrition for it, it should be going up. Um, what do you suggest on an Arizona ash that looks terrible at the top, a little okay at the bottom, middle? My suggestion with Arizona ash that was hurt by the cold this year, the ones that I have seen, I've seen several hundred of them, probably a yes. thousand of them, and my suggestion would be replace them. Uh, the okay. reason being you still have an Arizona ash when you're through if you want to go the the trouble and the expense in some cases of pruning or having them pruned. You still have an Arizona ash when you're through. And with emerald <laughs> ash borers moving into this area, uh, we have no control for emerald ash borers, and they will annihilate the Arizona ash before too many more years, just as they have annihilated native ash trees up in the Midwest. The ash tree forests are gone up there. And okay. uh, so it's just a matter of time, and I think it's better to take them out and not spend money. T- take the money you would have spent, uh, uh, having them carefully pruned just to have them taken down and, and buy a new tree and get it started. Okay. All right. Not oh, the one, answer anybody wanted, but that's the honest answer. Hey, truth sometimes slaps you in the face and you got to, yep. Yep. that's what it is. Yep. So, um, all right. On a, I appreciate your time and I'll take care of those chinch bugs. Thank you all so right. much. Thank you, Keith, very much. Have a great day. Appreciate that. Let's go to Larry and LaRue. Larry, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. I've got a uh, Satsuma orange. In fact, the day I bought it was the day you were signing books at uh, your friend's place there in Edom. Gotcha. I remember very well. Yeah. Anyway, I believe it's outgrown the pot I've got it then. I bought a larger pot. When's the best time, or is there, to replant that thing to a larger pot? Doesn't matter. Just whenever it needs to to be repotted, I can imagine it does. That's been probably four years. Yeah, four or five <laughs> yeah. years. Yeah, it's probably yeah. ready. Okay. Oh, by the way, one time you mentioned something about liking mushrooms, looking at mushrooms. I enjoy. Yeah, I enjoy watching them uh, develop in a in a yard. I don't. I don't. I don't yeah. feel creeped out by them, and I certainly don't rush to remove them. Do you have you ever seen a blue one? Uh, only in photos. Yeah, I've got. You have one. Yeah, they come up periodically in my yard, just in one spot in the yard. Hmm. And when you look at the top, it's kind of a a dull blue, you know, not bright. Mm-hmm. But when you turn, but when you turn them over, the uh, the pieces underneath are just a brilliant blue. Oh, that's fun. Well, back in 2015, when we had so much rain. Uh, people were asking me on my Facebook page back before Facebook changed their formatting, and, and now people can't post photos on it like they did. Um, yeah. But anyway, they were asking, is this uh, is this going to hurt anything? And it just was one question after another, and a bunch of them applied to mushrooms, and I have never seen so many mushrooms, so I started dragging them off the uh, questions and saving them in a file. I ended up with about, oh, I made... I made uh, composite photos of 12 photos each, and I had, I think, eight of them, so it would be 96 
mushroom photos, and they're just diverse and beautiful. It's it's a cool bunch of plants. Yeah, they sure are. Yeah. Well, okay. thank you very much, Thanks Larry. For the info. You betcha. Have a great day. Good to talk to you. All right, JB and Weatherford, I'll come to you after I do my last break. Folks, I have time for another call or two if you'd like to call. His question ain't going to take too long. It's uh, 800-288-WVAP, 800-288-9227. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is my latest book, now in its fifth printing. Your go-to garden reference, and I'd love to get one in your hands. Uh, They come from my garage to your uh, a mailbox. There are no middle people involved. There's no distributor because there is no publisher. I'm the publisher. Uh, there is no uh, storage anywhere other than my garage and, and a small storage space that we have. And uh, and the uh, the printer in San Antonio, Clear Visions, there uh, is no... Um, uh, there is no retail store somewhere that's uh, selling them to you and marking the price up. So you keep the you keep most of the money yourself. It's thirty six ninety five plus tax and postage. The state gets a little bit of the of the share there, but basically this book could be fifty five or sixty dollars if it were in stores. And uh, you get it for thirty six ninety five plus tax and postage, and you get my guarantee of your satisfaction since you can't see it ahead of time. If you're not happy, I'll refund your money all of it. And uh, I've made that offer since uh, the first uh, uh, a copy of the first printing. And now we have five printings out there, 67,000 copies sold, and not one request for a refund. Chapter one is the basics of gardening in Texas. What it takes to, what you have to know to get started about soils, about uh, hardiness zones, about buying the right fertilizer, etc., etc. Chapter two is the calendar, the, the 48 page calendar, four pages per month, telling you each month what needs to be planted, pruned, fertilized, and sprayed. And then chapters three through 11 are extremely detailed chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. I wrote, uh, spent about a month on each one of those chapters. So 344 pages, 840 of my best photos, printed in San Antonio on high-quality paper. It's a hardback, and again, not in stores and not on Amazon, available only from my office or my website. I sign your copy as it sells. Thirty-six ninety-five satisfaction guaranteed. Here are the two ways you can order. Call my office Monday through Friday, nine to five, eight hundred seven five two grow. That's eight hundred seven five two four seven six nine. But the better way by far is to order it right now at my website while you're thinking about it at neilsperry.com. N e i l. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. When the people at Advanced Foundation Repair called to say they wanted me to do ads for their company, I told them I'd need references, people for whom they'd done work. I spent several weeks checking them all out, and the reviews were just fabulous. That was more than 20 years ago, and people are still thanking me for referring them to these leaders in the foundation repair industry. Affordable, innovative, honest, punctual. It's Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. FoundationRepairs.com All right. They are a great company. Uh, Let me tell you right now about Ace Hardware. 30 Ace Hardware dealers that uh, joined together to sponsor my broadcast here and on sister station KLIF. Great people who own their own stores. This is not just uh, people who get employed to run stores for some big national corporation. These are men and women who own their own local stores. They are parts of your neighborhoods. They're people you already know. Local experts who know the right questions to ask to make sure that you succeed in the project you're working on. If you stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer now, you'll find a great deal on Ace Premium Wild Bird Food. 20-pound bags get two bags for $20. Oh, my goodness. Ace Premium Wild Bird Food helps wild birds through times of stress brought on by breeding and migration. It's uh, vitamins and minerals have been added to the mix. The mix attracts bluebirds, cardinals, chickadees, grosbeaks, also blue jays, nuthatches, finches, and other desirable birds. It's rich in sunflower and white millet, birds' favorite seeds. Ace stores, they're parts of our neighborhoods, each owned by a member of the community, as I mentioned. We're getting help from people we already know. They are our neighbors, local experts with trusted advice we can rely on. 
Ace is the place with great people. Ace is the place with those helpful hardware folks. Ah, tis the season for exploring the great outdoors, which is also a great time to make sure we're up for all the hiking and biking. Find a doc or schedule an appointment with the MyBSW Health app from Baylor Scott & White Health. To download yours, text the word BETTER to 88408. Once again, here's Neil. All right, Snoopy, thank you, and let's go back to the phone lines. I have one line open, and we have uh, about seven minutes left in the program, so odds are we can get to you. 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. JB is in Weatherford. JB, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. We planted a couple of apple trees about two years ago, and uh, we're out west of Weatherford. How long before they bear fruit, and do they need pruning at any point? They do need pruning, and uh, usually it will be uh, about four years until you have fruit on apples, apples and pears. You don't want to have fruit early because it will come at the expense of the uh, of the of the trees and their vigor. Uh, you want to get uh-huh. good roots and, and good uh, branching established. Uh, with apples, like with other fruit trees, you want to establish some good, strong branching. You don't prune them nearly as much as you would peaches or plums, uh, but you want to remove anything that is strongly, strongly vertical. Uh, you need to have kind of a, oh, I don't know how to describe it, but you want kind of a candle, well, not a candelabra, but a, a an upright branching, but not straight up so that the uh, the fruit won't pull the branches down and break the tree. I see. Okay, well, thank you so much for your time. You are welcome. Thanks for the call. That uh, I, I need you more than you need me, really. Trust me. Appreciate that very much. Let's go to Charlie in Dallas. Charlie, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Uh, yes. I won't tell you how many decades I've listened to your program because it will <laughs> embarrass both of us, but thank you for what you do. I have a Japanese maple question. Um, We have an existing maple that's probably 12 feet tall on the north side of the house. It gets a little bit of shade, actually a good bit of shade from a large chimney. Mm -hmm. And it's just spectacular. The upper part's red and the underlayment is green. I have an area a a little ways down the house that gets a lot more sun. And I'd like to put something in there that I could, uh, over the next 20 years, keep at about a 12-foot height, something like that, but a a tree that would have some interest in the winter. Um, And I'm thinking about a coral bark. Would that do reasonably well in an area that gets a a good bit of sun? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it'll scorch badly. Uh, okay. I have seen a couple that were in full sun or, or most sun, and, and they didn't look very good, didn't look very happy. Okay. I think you'd well, be better off maybe with a Shantung maple. Um, and you know, the maples just just aren't, they aren't as happy. The, the Shantung maple is one that has been uh, tried by Texas A&M and has proven itself to be able to hold up pretty well in the uh, very well in the sun and in a variety of conditions but a lot of the other maples uh, just are not uh, quite as well adapted in sun they do well like the Japanese maple that you described does well uh, and most of them will do well in shade so mm-hmm. but uh, well this but one gets I, actually a, it gets a lot of sun actually and well, the only suit yourself, thing. suit yourself. Okay. But I, I, so, I certainly, I have a coral bark, and it scorches in the shade. Oh, okay. And uh, I have seen a, them in. I have seen them in more sun than I have, and they look awful. So, well, that's not what I'm shooting for yeah, at all. I didn't think so. I didn't think um, so. A, a blood good would be in the, also a kind of an iffy situation. I have about 10 or 12 blood goods, and they're all in total shade, and, and even those have some burn on the edge of the leaves, not, not anything that you would notice from 10 feet away, but if you want to yeah. take a close-up photo of the leaves, you'd okay. notice it. Uh, but okay. I, you know, I, I, really think that, um, I really think that you would have better luck with the green-leafed ones. I'm 
Oh, Fire Dragon. I knew it would come to me before I finished the conversation. Uh, the uh, uh, Metro Maples in the Mid-Cities has developed Fire Dragon is a Japanese maple uh, that they okay. have come up with, and it's available in some of the local nurseries. You might look okay. at that one. I have one that gets a little bit of afternoon sun. It's under some very tall trees, but it gets mm-hmm. a little bit of sun, and it's a very pretty uh, uh, maple. It's a lovely maple, so that one might okay. be worth looking at. Okay. Well, thank Fire you very much. I, You're I welcome. really appreciate you. Thanks Take for care. the call. Thanks for embarrassing uh-huh. yourself all those years. <laughs> have a good <laughs> day. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, we have about a minute and a half, and I did not get any other calls. I think people were afraid they wouldn't have that time. You would have. See, I, I figured that. Let me uh, take that time to tell you uh, that this is the one chance that you get each year to apply a pre-emergent weed killer to your lawn uh, for the winter grassy weeds. If you have uh, traditionally had annual bluegrass or rescue grass in your spring lawn, this is your one chance. This right now through the 5th of uh, uh, September, and I'm, as I said uh, on Randy Williams' newscast two hours ago right about now, I'm willing to extend that out to about the 7th month. of September to let you do it on Labor Day if you wish. But you need to get the pre-emergent granules dimension or halts or Bayland applied. They're safe on any kind of lawn grass as long as it has been through its first winter time. You don't want to put them on a new lawn. And uh, you water them in, and that will stop the germination of weed seeds. That's correct. You cannot use them if you're going to overseed your lawn with ryegrass. Um, you would have realized that, I'm pretty sure. But you also cannot use them if you're going to be sowing wildflower seeds. But dimension or halts or bayland applied now will stop germination of annual bluegrass, the weed that has all those seed heads, those little bitty seed heads, the whole plant itself with all the seed heads, not any bigger than a baseball or a softball. And then ryegrass is the big coarse grass. And, and uh, I, I'm sorry, rescue grass. And then ryegrass is the third one. All of those can be prevented with the pre-emergent weed killer right now. Um, then the other thing is armyworms. If you have Bermuda grass, it turns brown suddenly overnight. That's armyworms. Go out and look for them. If you find them, they're easy to control, and your nursery or hardware store can help you. Mike Bass, great job. Until next week, happy gardening.